In our last episode, we talked about the mindset for success. Today, we're going to discuss the scientific process behind renewing the mind. And don't worry, I promise to speak in plain English. This is episode two. What is neuroplasticity and why is it important? I spent most of my life working hard to build someone else's dreams, only to end up with no job, no severance pay, and only one week's notice. I vowed to find a way to build the dreams I had put on the back burner. The question is, how does a woman in her 60s build a successful online business from scratch while working a full-time job and without going into debt? This podcast is here to give you the answers. Follow along as I learn and share the best tools, resources, and connections to help you grow your own online business. My name is Cherie Miller. Welcome to the Making Connections podcast. So let's talk about neuroplasticity and the brain. Before we finish today, I'm going to give you some specific steps you can take to begin to rewire yourself for success. Our brains are very much like muscles that grow stronger with exercise. When you stretch yourself to learn something new, your brain automatically forms new connections, which grow stronger over time. If you haven't really gotten into neuroplasticity yet, man, oh man, it is fascinating. You know, scripture has always told us that we get more of what we think about and that we are what we think, as a man thinketh. So now science is catching up and providing physical evidence for what God has already told us. If you want to change your life, you have to change your wiring. Everything we think, feel, or do imprints or rewires our brain. And how our brain is wired affects everything we think, feel, and do. <laughs> it's a continuous cycle, but it doesn't have to be a vicious one. The same brain that's causing you to fail now can help you create an attitude of belief, inspiration, and optimism and bring a totally different result in the future. Even though life around you might change, you still look at it through your particular lens of perception. And that's why we see someone who's blessed with something amazingly fortunate, who does absolutely nothing with the opportunity and goes right back to where they were before. We see it with inheritances, with lottery winners, with careers and awards. Think of it like a thermostat. A thermostat is designed to keep the temperature at a certain level. It doesn't matter if it's hot or cold outside. The temperature inside is regulated to stay the same. Your brain is wired much the same way. What most people see as luck isn't luck at all. It's wiring, and you can upgrade your wiring anytime you choose. Did you know your brain continues to grow new neurons throughout your entire life? And here's another interesting thing about your brain. It doesn't know the difference between truth and a lie. All it does is store information. If you've heard and repeated a lie enough, your brain believes it's true and hardwires it into place. A memory will either reinforce a current pathway or it'll create a new neural pathway. And your genes or DNA are like switches that are activated. They're turned on or off by your environment and by your thoughts. 
I read a fascinating article a few years ago about a study that was done with bees. These scientists swapped baby killer bees with baby honey bees in hives. They studied the bees' behavior, and at the end of the study, they looked at the actual DNA of these bees. What they found was amazing. Simply changing the environment of the bees led not just to behavioral changes in bees, the honeybees became more aggressive and the killer bees became less aggressive, but it actually changed their physical DNA as well. You control your genes by your environment and by the thoughts you think. If you don't think the people you spend time with matters, think again. The books you read, the movies you watch, the music you listen to, it all has a direct effect, not just on your attitude, but it can actually affect you on a cellular level and change your DNA. Most of the beliefs you have right now, they aren't even your own. You borrow them from someone else, from your friends, your family, your teachers, your neighbors. And who you are now is the result of those beliefs that have been hardwired into your brain. So before you start feeling hopeless, realize that no matter what your wiring is now, it can be changed. The promise and potential you were born with never leaves you. It's time to upgrade your wiring and choose what you want your life to be next. Those gifts you were born with are still there inside of you. So let's go over some actionable steps that you can start taking today to rewire your brain and change your life. First, change your environment. Just like those baby bees, you need to change your environment. Start with the people around you. And this may sound harsh, but it might be time to say goodbye to some of your old friends or at least start spending less time with them. This step always seems to make people uncomfortable. But if you're spending a lot of time with your best friend, Debbie Downer, you're going to continue to reinforce those neural pathways in your brain every time she tells you all about her problems and how hopeless things are. Now, I'm not saying you can't spend any time with her ever again, but you might want to cut back on that time just a bit. And if you have a problem with that, you're probably not going to like the next step any better. You may have to spend less time with your family. You know, even Abram was told to leave his family, remember? You get to choose your friends, but your family is your family. You may not be able to stop spending time with them altogether, but you may need to lay down some ground rules about the types of conversations you're willing to have. And you may have to gently redirect those conversations when they head into a downward spiral. When you can't control the conversation, you'll need to find ways to keep yourself unemotional because thoughts plus feelings are incredibly more powerful than thoughts alone. Your coworkers. Again, there's some choice involved here, but you can't just go to work tomorrow and tell your boss you can't work with Sam and Bob anymore. Again, try to redirect conversations where you can and stay unemotional where you can't. Television and radio. Personally, I stopped watching TV years ago. I listen to the radio for a lot longer and still do occasionally, but I'm very particular about what I listen to. Those lyrics, they have an amazing way of short-circuiting your brain. The pairing up of music, which makes us feel, and words makes for some powerful wiring. Your home environment. You may have limited ability to change this as well, but do what you can. 
If nothing else, create a sanctuary within your home that's beautiful, peaceful, uncluttered, a place you can go to and get recharged. With each of your activities, ask yourself, is this helping you program your mind positively or is it negative? Repetition, physical practice, and imagination. Here is an amazing statistic. 90% of your decisions are handled on autopilot by your subconscious mind. And most of the time, you aren't even aware of it. To break this, you have to be consciously aware of what you're thinking, feeling, and choosing. Do you remember I said your brain can't tell the difference between the truth and a lie? You can use this to your advantage. If you want to change your life and circumstances, one of the best ways to accomplish that is to set a goal. Then imagine yourself achieving that goal. What would it feel like? What would it look like? See yourself succeeding with your goal. If your goal is to be a speaker, practice speaking, even if it's to your dog. If your goal is to be a writer, practice writing every day. Whatever it is you want to develop in your life, imagine it, practice it, meditate on it. Focus on the details. The clearer the picture you're able to give your brain, the more detailed and stronger the neural imprint or wiring will be. Research your goal. Write it down. Talk about it. Visualize it. Again, this has been proven in real life. Athletes use this technique. So do musicians. In a Harvard study, two groups of piano students were studied. One group was told to practice playing the piano every day. The second group was told to imagine practicing the piano every day. The results were amazingly similar between the two groups. Why? Because your brain doesn't know the difference between imagined activity and physical activity. You can rewrite those bad programs. If I tell you not to think about a pink elephant right now, whatever you do, just don't think about a pink elephant. Well, what are you going to be thinking about? probably a pink elephant and maybe one wearing a tutu and riding a tricycle. You just can't stop yourself, can you? Oh, look, now it's riding across the high wire. Okay, now count to five. One, two, three, four, five. What happened? Did you stop thinking about the elephant? This is a simple but important lesson. You can't stop your negative thoughts by trying to stop them. You can't reprogram your brain by trying to stop the old programs. You have to replace them. You have to renew your mind. And the way you do that is by replacing your thoughts. The thought comes to you that you won't succeed. So you replace it with a thought and picture of you accepting an award for your success. The thought comes that you aren't intelligent. You replace it with a thought that you have the mind of Christ. The thought comes that you always get sick. You replace it with the thought that you are healed by the stripes of Jesus. If you aren't a Christian, just find a positive thought to replace your negative one. But if you are a Christian, one of the most powerful things you can do is to replace the negative programming with what God's Word says. So, here's an exercise. I want you to take out a sheet of paper and draw a line down the middle. On the left side... Write the most common destructive lies you tell yourself about yourself and your circumstances. Then, on the right side, replace that with what God says about you and your circumstances. This is your new script. It's your new program. 
This will rewire your brain for success. Man, I think we're going to go into overtime today, but let's take a quick break. Getting an online business up and running can be difficult, but with ClickFunnels One Funnel Away Challenge, you can have everything up, running, and optimized in just 30 days. Join the next One Funnel Away Challenge for just $100 at bit.ly slash OFA Challenge Offer. That's bit.ly slash OFA Challenge Offer. Welcome back. Let me tell you who some of my favorite people are in the area of brain science. Dr. Caroline Leaf is an excellent resource on the neuroplasticity of the brain. She's a Christian and a scientist who specializes in brain science. Shad Helmstetter is another resource. He quotes some scripture, but he's a lot more secular than Dr. Leaf is. Then at the opposite end of the spectrum is Dr. Joe Dispenza, who is completely secular, but a brilliant scientist of neuroplasticity. I'm going to have information about these folks in my show notes for your further study. In a nutshell, neuroplasticity is the brain's ability to transform itself in response to learning. Kind of sounds like Romans 12 too, doesn't it? Or it can also do this in response to an injury. Of course, We're focusing here on purposefully transforming our brains by challenging ourselves to learn and grow and step outside of our comfort zones. You have to be okay with being confused and not knowing what the next step is or how to take it or even if it will lead anywhere. Again, remember Abram? He was asked to leave his family and his country and go to a land that God would tell him. He didn't have a clue where he was going. It's in taking action that we move from confusion to clarity and grow our skills, talents, and abilities over time. When you're stuck or stagnant, either resting on your laurels or just afraid of failure so that you don't do anything, you usually lean toward negativity. Sometimes this masquerades as being realistic. You're skeptical and you second-guess everything, especially yourself. Everyone knows someone like that, right? They're always raining on your parade, or they're like a wet blanket and they put out the fire of your enthusiasm every time. But you can develop a positive growth mindset. One of the worst things you can do is to compare yourself to others. That makes you too focused on what others think or how they see you. The truth is, no one's really looking at you anyway. They aren't concerned with how you look. They're too worried about how you think they look. So get over it. Stop caring what other people think about you. There was a book back in the 80s called What You Think About Me Is None of My Business. It was one of those new age new thought books, but I always loved the title. That's the attitude you need to develop. The only one you should be concerned with pleasing is your creator. And the best way to please him is to actually do something with the gifts, talents, and abilities he gave you. Sometimes you just got to go ahead and jump. Remember when you were a kid and you went to the ocean or lake or river or the pool and the water was really, really cold? Maybe you tried to slowly wade into the water and it was almost painful as the ice cold water inched up your body. How long did it take you to get used to the water that way? 
Now, how much time did it take you to get used to the water if you just jumped in? Sometimes you have to take a bold leap of faith. And as you do, your mind becomes more nimble and flexible. It grows new neurons and pathways, and you're able to reach new heights. You have to be willing to risk if you want to have the reward. And never stop learning. Learning should be a lifelong pursuit. Read, study, take classes, go to seminars, listen to podcasts like this one. Never stop learning. And develop an attitude of gratitude. You need to celebrate your successes, but also celebrate the successes of others. You know, jealousy will kill your success. And again, it goes back to that whole comparison thing. Even worse, it usually stems from a sense of lack. Usually you're only upset about someone else's good fortune when you think there isn't enough to go around. You need to realize just how abundant this world is. Someone else's win doesn't take anything from you. That's theirs. You just need to work on getting yours. And I recommend you keep a gratitude journal. Write down something or several things you're grateful for each day. Start a gratitude jar and put a slip of paper in at the end of the day with something that you're grateful for written on it. Whenever you're feeling down, you can pull out that jar and read the slips of paper in the jar to boost your spirits. Another problem with comparison is that we're usually comparing different points of a journey. And this is real poison. We have a bad habit of comparing our beginning with someone else's middle or high point. It would be like me comparing this episode of my podcast with This American Life, which is currently the number one podcast in the United States and it gets one million downloads a day. Well, that would be silly at best. And at worst, it would be depressing and stifling. Be grateful for where you are and for what you have right now, but be willing to continue to stretch and grow. There really isn't anything more important to your success and your future than getting your mind on track. Well, that's it for today. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Thank you for spending time with me today. I would so appreciate it if you would leave me a comment and a five-star review. You can even leave me a voice message. And if you know someone you think might benefit from hearing this episode, please share. And don't forget, if you would like some help discovering your personal gift that you can turn into a successful online business, download my free workbook today. You can get it at sheriemiller.com slash my gift. That's C-H-E-R-E-E-M-I-L-L-E-R dot com slash my gift.